the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Brothers and sisters, it's really true. God Almighty desires to have an intimate relationship with me and you. That's one of the reasons why I sent Jesus to Calvary's tree, to pay sins debt in full for you and me, to make that opportunity available to you and me. But unfortunately, although that opportunity is there, many Christians don't have it and even seem to care. They don't even try to have an intimate relationship with God. And if they do want to, they don't know how to. Now the Bible lays out for us proven pathways we can take to increase the intimacy of our relationship with God. All of us who are children of God should want to know what those pathways are so that we can do what we need to do to have and enjoy increased intimacy with the God who loves me and you. Then we can reap all the benefits of having an intimate relationship with God. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. I'm just using that as an example of how we ought to abhor evil. This ain't going over well. We ought to loathe it. Feel disgust. They don't wet up your sheets and stuff like that. And we ought to turn in horror from wickedness. That's what it says right here in the Amplifiers. We ought to turn in horror from wickedness. The fact that you can just sit there and keep looking forward is tripped out. You're supposed to like, oh, no, oh, supposed to turn in horror. Come on now. Nowadays, you've got to turn in horror on commercials. Oh, no. Oh, got some chick. Why? How she standing up in the middle of the window drinking coffee in her drawers? Don't get mad at me while I teach real good up in here. I'm like, oh, chick, put some clothes on. What? People don't stand in windows in their underwear. Drinking coffee? Why you got to advertise coffee with underwear? I'm losing people up in here, prison. We ought to turn in horror. I, ah. A magazine might come to the house. I remember when the magazines used to come with brown paper bags wrapped around them. Now they call them catalogs. They might send somebody some Victoria's Secret catalog, where you know you might have a female in your house that buy drawers and stuff, underwear, 
you know, and they got a, don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Them catalogs come in the house and stuff like that. And I'm like looking through the mail. Okay, amen. Oh! You got to turn in horror. I'm losing people up in here. It's just a catalog. You don't even know how the mind works. Let's move on. We ought to turn in horror. This is deep. The word origin and history of the word horror means to bristle, as in bristle up, roughness and rudeness. That when we turn, we don't just turn quietly. We're supposed to bristle up when we turn. It's like, rub, it's like rubbing a cat the wrong way. That's what bristle is. It's like rubbing a cat the wrong way. You know, if you try it, next time you got a cat on you, rub it the wrong way. See what the cat do. Cat be like, wow. Cat turn around, look at you, claws come out like, what's up with you? Try it. Go, you know, your sweet little cat. First rub it the right way a couple times. It'll be like, brrr. Brrr. And then rub it the wrong way. <laughs> Turn around, look at you, especially if you got a black cat. <laughs> Don't get ethnic with me. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> Turn Jesus. But we're supposed to turn from everything else that's wicked and we're supposed to hold fast that which is good. The word hold fast means to stick to firmly. It's talking about like wallpaper adheres to a wall. You ought to stick to it. I remember you used to go in some of them old houses, praise God, and they had wallpaper on there from 1965. And it's still on there. You even try to tear it off, it just, you pull it off, it just rip and stay up there and it's like, dang. It's because they had the kind of adherence to it that God said, I need you to have to what I'm telling you to do. I need you to stick to it. That no matter how many years pass, you still stick to it. Turn to Psalms number 97, please. Hallelujah. See, this is one of the benefits of you drawing closer and closer to God. It's nothing that you're going to have to try to do per se. This is just something that's going to happen to you. See, we who love God sincerely, the way that he wants us to love him, we'll hate evil because that's what he wants us to do. God is raising up a people who actually hate evil. That's big because the church of the living God right now doesn't hate evil. They don't have a real problem with evil. Psalms number 97. That's why God's power can't move like it's supposed to. It's because you got a lot of people who are not loving God like they're supposed to. But God's about to blow the roof off the sucker. As soon as he can find a place where people think like he thinks and operate like he operates. Because if we walk with him, unify with him, God will drop his, his power up in the middle of the house like he wants to. And in the middle of your life like he wants to. Psalms number 97. We're going to look at stanza number 10. It says, ye that love the Lord hate evil. He preserveth the souls of his saints. He delivereth them out of the hand of the wicked. Did you notice that? It says, ye that love the Lord. I got anybody in here that love the Lord? He told you what's supposed to happen as a result of that. Hate evil. Hate evil. That word hate right there means hate personally. That word hate right there means hate personally. See, this is not a casual dislike for evil. This is a personal hatred for evil. 
God says, I want you to hate evil. I'm talking about you who love the Lord. It also translates enemy and foe. The word hate also translates enemy and foe. God says, I need you to be an enemy to evil, a foe to evil. The word enemy right there is talking about a person who feels hatred for, fosters harmful designs against, or engages in antagonistic activities against another, an adversary. An enemy is a person who feels hatred for, fosters harmful designs against, or engages in antagonistic activities against another. It is an adversary. Well, God says, I want you to hate evil. Why? Because evil is your enemy. Evil is your foe. Things that are evil are not good because they are your enemy. It is a person who feels harm, hatred towards you. It's fostering harmful designs against you. It's just sitting up trying to figure a way to jack you or to engage in antagonistic activities against you. It's your adversary. And we already found out in 1 Peter chapter 5, praise God, that our adversary is the devil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and, and not just the devil as an entity, but anything that he represents. It is your enemy. He said, I want you to consider it your foe. That word foe right there means a person belonging to a hostile army or nation. It is a military enemy, a hostile army, not just an army, a hostile army, a person that's belonging to a hostile army or a nation, a military enemy or a hostile army army. God says evil is, is a, is a hostile army. Hostile armies are coming to kill you. They come in to hurt you, to harm you, to maim you. To be able to jack you. They got weapons on them. And they coming to be able to do, use those weapons against you. I got the military in the house say, hey. If you get dropped in the hostile environments, praise God. Are you just supposed to walk around just do-de-o-do-do through life and like not paying attention to what you do? No, you're supposed to watch everything that you do because the, in, the enemy is all around you. They trying, to, they trying to fire on you. In fact, they firing on you. And that's what's so amazing to me. I'm just speaking to me. That's so amazing. See, I, 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 let me do it this way. I was deep in sin when I was the enemy's sin. When I was the enemy's friend, I was deep in sin. When I found out about the Lord and the Lord brought me into the house of God, praise God, I, I, I began to love the Lord with all my heart and all my soul and all my mind, especially when I found out that love is tied to obedience. And I found out it didn't have nothing to do with ooey gooey. Because I found out it had to do with obedience. That help, that's helpful, praise God. Because a lot of people be thinking, I don't love God like that. Because I ain't all ooey-gooey with him. God said, I don't need you to be ooey-gooey. I need you to be dewey-dewey. I need you to do what I said do. That's what I need you to do. I don't need you to be ooey-gooey. I need you to be dewey-dewey. I need you to do what I say do. That's all I need you to do is just do what I say do. If I tell you to do something, do it. Just obey what I say. And everything's going to work out good in your way. I said, I can do that. Praise God. I can do what he tell me to do. Well, praise God. And so I ran from the things of the world. I started getting as far away from the world, the world. But the fascinating thing about it is that I'm looking as I'm headed in one direction. I'm seeing people going in the opposite direction. And I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about the church. I'm looking at the church going in the direction that I'm running from. Because most folk in the church is trying to play with and stay as close to the world as they possibly can. And it's like, ah, that's your enemy. That's your foe. 
That's a hostile nation. That's a hostile army that's coming against you. He's trying to kill you. Jesus cleared it up in John chapter 10, verse 10. He said, the thief come not but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. That's the only thing that's on his mind all the time. Stealing what you have, killing anything that you and anything that's attached to your life, and destroying your life. And we play with the things. Now, it was different when we didn't know no better. But once the father identifies something, put his finger on something, say, this right here is hostile. This right here is a nation that's trying to kill you. This one right here is trying to destroy you. Why in God's name would you play with it from that point forward? Why? Why in God's name would you even like want to just play with it from that point forward? You're supposed to stay as far away from that as possible. Because he's trying to kill you. See, God our Father expects us to be enemies to anything that he considers evil. If he considers it evil, we're supposed to be enemies of it. That's because everything God hates comes from Satan, who is someone who feels hatred for us children of God. Satan hates you. So anything he has is not designed to be able to make life good for you. Even though he might candy coat that poison, he's trying to kill you. What different is it if your, if your poison is chocolate covered? It's poison. What different if it's candy coated? It's poison. You got that in grape? Ah! What are you doing? Especially if it's been identified. Now, if it wasn't identified, I can understand you still throwing that, throwing that all up in your mouth. But if you, it's been identified, what are you doing? See, everything that Satan is trying to get us to do or not to do is because he fosters harmful designs against me and you. He has a harmful design. If I can just get them to do this, this is what I can be able to do to them. If I can just get them to not do what God said do and do something other than what God said to, then this is what I could do for them. So he's more subtle than any. The beast of field is going to try to get you to do something out of God's will, to be able to do the opposite of what God said. But thank God for the word. Because God our Father is showing us this right here is what a problem is what's a problem. See, this is one of the benefits of getting close to God. Because God will start fingering stuff for you, identifying stuff to you. God is a light. And the closer you get to Him, the stuff that was in darkness becomes into the light. And now you can see that this is not God. And if it's not God and I'm of God, what, 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 what's up? Is anybody hearing me in here? That's why we don't play with or stay with anything that God says is an enemy for me and you. It's like, what are you doing? I remember I saw this movie one time. You're going to do the movie ministry for a second. I remember I was watching this movie called Hook, praise God, about Peter Pan. He had grown up and had to become a man, praise God. But his kids ended up, you know, going to Peter Panville, whatever the name of that place is. Never, never land. Something, praise God. <laughs> Found out they had been, been, had been took away by Hook, Captain Hook, praise God. Because he wanted to get back at Peter for what he did to him. He wanted to get back. And I was thinking, if that ain't the Bible, I don't know what the heck it is. Because you're not preaching anything, praise God. Just give me a minute. I can preach it, praise God. <laughs> if that ain't the Bible, what the heck it is? Because the devil's still trying to get back at, at God for what he did. He's still trying to get back at him. So how does he come? He said, I can't get at God, so I'm going to get at his kids. 
So he took his kids away, praise God, and got them. And, and, and what made it so sad is that I remember this one, the one part of Moody that's triggering in my mind right now is when Hook, you know, was playing with the little boy and got the little boy to think, I'm your real daddy. Your daddy don't love you. I'm the one love you. And he even let him play a little while. Had the other little, little, little hookettes, you know, the little pirates and stuff like that. He had them, praise God, he had them playing softball with him and stuff like that. And thinking about my daddy don't play softball with me. He like, because we the real daddy. And I remember, I'll never forget Pete's face, praise God, when he looked up and looked over at his son. And he saw his son and his son turned around and looked at him. And then he turned his head and went back and started playing with the enemy. And then I remember Hook's face when he turned around and looked at Pete and said, gotcha. Because now your kid is my son. Come on, boy. And walked him away. I was crushed. I was like, oh, if that ain't what goes on with my father, what does? Because the ones we God that Jesus bled for, the ones he died for, the ones he gave his life for, the ones he delivered out of sin, are now playing like they Satan's friend. He said, no, baby, I need you to hate evil. That's your enemy. That's your foe. How you cuddling all up next to and playing with your foe? No. See, God tells us to hate evil so that it will preserve our souls and deliver us from the hand of the wicked. See, God wants to preserve our souls. That word preserveth right there means to hedge about as with thorns. To hedge about as with thorns. That is to guard it. God wants us to be able to guard our minds. Why? Because our souls are the place where our emotions are, our, 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 our mind is, our will is. Our decision-making process is all right there. And God says, I need you to guard that. Otherwise, you're going to get emotional about what you ought not be emotional about. You're going to be excited about what you ought not be excited about. You're going to get tweetified. Well, you're going to have something in your head that's not what I said. Something that's going to cause you to be dead. But instead of hating what I hate, you're going to love what I hate. And you're going to hate what I love. And, and I'm telling you, read my word. I don't want to read that word. Come on, go to church. I don't want to go to church. Come on and be around the things of God. I don't want to be around the people of God. I want to go to the club. I want to go to the party. I want to get it on. I say, love your brother. I don't love him. I hate him. I'm going to talk about them and their mama too. <laughs> he said, baby, that's not what you do. I need you to preserve your mind. See, once we know the things and the ways that God expects for us to consider and the things that he expects for us to consider evil and be enemies with, we, have the now, we now have the necessary thoughts to be able to guard our souls, that is our mind and our will and our emotion, against any vain evil thoughts that may enter in and try to find a place to stay and cause us to think otherwise than what God has to say. We got the way to protect ourselves now. Because now I know what God says. That's why he says, stick to what I'm telling you. Hold on to what I'm telling you. Because there's going to be stuff that's coming at you that's going to say, do this. And you're going to be able to look at what I told you. You're going to be able to be reminded of what I told you. And then you'll be able to say no to what I want you to say no. Because if you don't stick to what I'm saying to you, you won't be able to defend yourself from the thoughts that's coming at you. Because Satan is more subtle than any of the beasts of the field. He's going to even get you to think that doing the wrong thing is my will. 
Because he can even get saints to do the wrong thing and swear God told them to do it. Know they right when they wrong. Believe they right when they wrong. Won't listen to nobody. God says, see, I need you to be able to defend your soul. I need you to be able to guard your soul. I need you to be able to put something around it. I need you to put some sticker bushes around it. So that when the devil try to come up in there and put some dumb stuff up in there, he get all stuck up. Praise God. That's why this word preserve is also translates look narrowly. I love this right here. To look narrowly. I like that. God wants us to begin to start looking narrowly. See, once we know what God our Father thinks about what's evil, then we're supposed to look narrowly on what we think about what we used to think about. We're supposed to think narrowly. See, before we was bull wild. Some of us was bull wild. Some of y'all was just wild. The rest of us was both wild. Everything goes, praise God. We was 360. I can't even reach back far enough. We was like, where, like, where are here far away? If we could do it, let's do it, baby. If we can get it on, let's get it on. Ah, yeah. Y'all know nothing about what I'm talking about, do you? Praise God. We said bug wild. But then I started finding out what God has to say about things, and God started narrowing my thinking to exclude stuff that I used to include until he says straight is the way. Narrow is that way. God wants you to think narrowly. But what about all this? That's evil. That's evil. Y'all not hearing me up in here. See, once we know what the Father thinks is evil, then we've been equipped to to narrow our range of thinking to look narrow upon it. Now, I know people. I've had them around me too. People going to say stuff like, you Christians are narrow-minded. And you can tell them, absolutely we are. Because the Bible says, wide is the way to destruction, but narrow is the way to life. See, God our Father wants us to be that way. So, yeah, we, we narrow. Oh, you've been going to that church and look at you. You just don't do anything anymore. So if you're including all the dumb stuff I used to do, absolutely I ain't doing it no more. That's because we narrow our thinking of what's right to what our father says is right. And we don't include any other thoughts as something that can be considered as right. Anything that fits within those narrow boundaries, we consider it as good. Anything outside of those narrow boundaries, we know that it's evil. We don't just think it's evil. We know it's evil. In fact, we know like we know like we know like we know. Why? Because the Bible tells me so. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you're blessed with what the Word of God had to say. I hope you're seeing that it's true. That God really does want to have a close, intimate relationship with me and you. I hope even more that you're being inspired to do what needs to be done to take advantage of the pathways of increased intimacy that the Bible shares with us that are there for me and you, so that we can walk through those paths into the awesome opportunity to be in an even closer, intimate relationship with God Almighty and enjoy the kind of life that can only happen when we're in a more intimate relationship with God. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's Erico 210 
or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to send it out your way right away. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. And to all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas, if your desire is to draw closer to one another and to have a better marriage, I got just a thing for you. We invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship this Friday evening. It's a monthly marriage seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio that to help the marriages here in San Antonio. It's a monthly marriage seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half a pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the married people that's done on the third Friday of every month where the wildest wedded folk in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that will help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. You go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on through and spend one evening out of the month investing in your marriage so that it can be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or one of you come, just come on through. You'll be so glad you did. That is with or without your boo. And by the way, your boo is the one you're married to. I look forward to seeing all of you married people this Friday evening at the Covenant Partners Fellowship at Word of Faith. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.